0: This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. He's the owner of Growth Generators, a content marketing agency. He's also the host of the Brutally Honest Podcast, Harrison Barron. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, Mark. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Uh, Harrison was on episode 514 back on March 3rd, 2020, and he did such a great job. I wanted to have him back because this guy knows how to get you seen on the internet. Harrison, welcome back.
1: Hey Mark, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm excited to be back. It's been, uh, dude. I've been following your stuff, man. It's it's wild. You are killing it.
0: Well, I w- I want to thank you for giving me a very solid piece of advice that I want the listener to understand. Normally, what I used to do with podcast episodes with guests, I would just have their bio there, and that was it, and a little link for their their episode. And you told me, hey, listen, you need to have more content on every episode because every episode of the podcast is a blog post and so you introduced me to a company called Otter otter.ai which is not a sponsor of the show and for a hundred bucks i get like six thousand minutes of transcription a month and they're about 90 percent accurate so now with every guest episode i have i've got the whole transcript and you told me that that's going to make a world of difference
1: yeah man. Yeah, it's just you know what? It's it's Google Google can read. Google, you know, they can listen, but they're definitely not up to that point just yet. And um it it'll just it, it's it, the more content that you can put up, the better. Um the better it's just going to do for you. The the more people that are going to be able to see it, the more Google's going to be able to say, "Hey, come check out this guy." And uh and that's that's kind of how the flow works. And not only that, but some people would like to listen to an episode, but some people would rather
0: read because they can skim through all the good parts, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could could always use the control F and uh, it'll get you right to where you need to be, which is always, um, always a benefit for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, some, and the other thing too, is somebody might have heard or listened to the podcast, but now they got to go back and find that one section. Right. And, and quite honestly, who wants to go and like read, right. A whole transcription of a podcast. So I mean, the, the benefits are just, are, are just so many. So let's talk about growth
0: strategy. I mean, everyone wants to know what the one thing is to get found and be the next Tony Robbins or Oprah Winfrey. Of course, I'm highly confident you're going to tell us there's not just one thing, correct?
1: No, there's not. Um, there, there's there's definitely not at all. There's it's it's a lot, and I think what a lot of people don't really realize is, you know, or or at least what I see in my world, right? So I own a digital marketing agency, and people just have this idea in their mind that, hey, if I start a website, I'm just gonna get popular immediately, right? Or or, or I'm gonna make sales, and and of the time, um, that is never the case. So what people don't realize is like, hey, just because you have a website doesn't mean people are going to come buy from you. It doesn't mean that people are going to um, be attracted to your website, right? You just you set up a store in the middle of the woods and Creating content, right? I I preach content creation and preach content creation, and it's it's scary how few people actually take me up on on the advice that I give them for whatever reason. Because, and I shouldn't say for whatever reason because you don't know what you don't know, right? You're just taking some random guy's you know word to say like, "Hey, go make a bunch of new content," and that's a lot of work, right? And like nobody wants to. I shouldn't say nobody wants to go do that, but it's it's not easy stuff. And that takes time.
0: I love that line, a store in the middle of the woods. I want the listener to understand that because when I hung my com shingle out in January 2011, I really thought, hey, I'm here. Here comes the billions and trillions of dollars. And just because I build it, they won't come, which is what you just said.
1: Yeah, uh, I, a lot of people really, really struggle Um struggle with that. And 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 which is which is totally fine. You don't know what you don't know, right? Like so a lot of people go into this whole process and they're like I'm Insta famous. And the funny part is is and and I don't quite understand why they think this because you're on a different platform. I know that you're on Kajabi, but for most people they're not. They're on Wix, they're on Webflow, they're on Squarespace, they're on WordPress, right? The barrier to entry on all of these platforms is between $3 and fifteen or twenty dollars per month. So if you I don't know where the the connection went wrong, but if you think that you're gonna get make millions of dollars on a fifteen dollar a month website, I'm not hating on a fifteen dollar a month website. The fifteen dollar a month website is fine, but if you if you think your fifteen dollars is gonna make you millions in return, I don't know where your thought process is going from there. That's a very
0: valid point. And it was a big change when I left WordPress in May of 2019 to go to Kajabi. First, I was doing monthly and the cheap plan, I think, is $139 a month. I could be wrong. And then I went up to the growth plan, which you get all kinds of automation, all this other really cool stuff, which is $199 a month, unless you pay for a year in advance, which is $1,900. But I can tell you, since I went on Kajabi, Every Number one, I take my business seriously. The more money you're willing to put in the infrastructure, which is at the end line is going to serve your customers and your prospects better, the more serious you are. You're going to spend $3 a a month for a website. How serious are you? You're spending $200 a month. You're probably a little more serious. Plus, the infrastructure really matters. If someone comes to your website and your membership site and all of a sudden they can't log in or they're getting a 404 error, well, they may never come back. They may ask for a refund and go someplace else.
1: That is, that is, it, it is so true. It's it's actually pretty funny. I, I, I don't think people obsess enough over the customer experience, especially in a website like Kajabi. So for, I mean, I'm sure everybody listening kind of knows what Kajabi is at this point, but Kajabi is a uh, LMS system, learning management system uh, with a website builder involved and, and kind of really, they, they kind of built this all in one solution and it's pretty good for what it does. But you know what, there's so many areas of, of, the the website and the the back end that people could get lost they have a they have a bad customer experience it's just there's so much you know at least on a smaller website maybe not on a maybe not on kajabi maybe it's wix wordpress uh squarespace one of those other platforms you might only have four or five pages which is fine you know but and it's and it's much easier to maintain but the bigger the website gets you really gotta obsess over the customer experience and not only the customer experience, but the visitor experience. If your visitor experience isn't phenomenal, why would they want to give you their contact information?
0: Very good point. Now, I want to talk to you about homepages because when I first created my website, I think, you know, back in 2011, I think I did what most people do. You put everything but the kitchen sink on your home page. Now I'm more of a minimalist because I realize the more things that you're asking people to look at and click, it's less chance of them doing something. It's like the old cereal aisle. I'm, I'm old enough to remember when the cereal aisle was maybe, maybe two shelves, maybe half the aisle. Now it's on both sides all the way down. And so talk to us about, do you tell your clients to go toward the minimalist approach, give them just a few things to look at, or are you throw everything on the website kind of guy?
1: Yeah. So uh, it's actually funny you mentioned this. I actually just made a video about this. So I'm, uh, oh, so I'm doing something similar to what you're doing. Maybe not a hundred, maybe not 365 podcasts in 365 days, but I'm doing uh, 120 YouTube videos in 120 days. What a lot of people don't realize is like when they're building their, their website, and I see this all the time is Just like you said, right? Everything but the kitchen sink. And the funny part is, is if you go to like multi-billion dollar slash trillion dollar companies, they're pretty simple. Like if you go to like I had a customer and they were like, hey, I want the best e-commerce site. And I was like, all right, cool. Like just give me some examples of what you like. And they're like, okay. And then they, they sent me like Nike's website. And believe it or not, Nike's website is really simple. Like it is freakishly simple as far as like what you can do there's there's not really I mean there's a lot of information on there but it's really not overwhelming and i think a lot of people get mixed up with like let me just especially the homepage the homepage for whatever reason seems to be the dumping ground for most people the <laughs> co- the homepage should just be an overview of your website a handful of call to actions and that's it and 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 each call to action should be somewhat the same uh when you have a call to action that's download this checklist and check out my free course and get on my email list and go do this and jump through hoops and go fly a plane. It becomes too much for people. Um, And the other thing too is nobody goes to your homepage. Like if you, it, it is the most visited page on your website. By mistake. And the reason why is because if you're doing content marketing correctly, even if you're doing marketing correctly, for the most part, they're not landing on your homepage. They should almost never land on your homepage because your homepage isn't a sales page. They're coming in from a blog post, they're coming in through a YouTube video, they're coming in through a, a Facebook ad or a Google ad. And all of those those inlets should be pointing to a certain spot. So if they land on your blog page, they should then be able to get a checklist that relates to the blog. If they're landing on, you know, if they're coming from an ad, it should be a landing page specifically designed for that Facebook ad. And I think that's really where people get far away from from the core of it. The homepage is just a simple overview of your company, what you guys do, how you guys are helping, maybe a couple products so people can see.
0: Start actually following through on your to-do list now. I'll show you how to remove overwhelm from your life and blow through your list in no time. Learn how to get and stay focused become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm and have time to do what you really want to do. Find out more about my 12-step process to productivity program at mrproductivity.com. You know what's interesting is every blog post, every podcast episode I do becomes a blog post. So when I promote this episode on LinkedIn, I do not send them to markstrychowski.com. I send them to Mark's slash blog slash whatever the slug is going to be for this episode. So they will go directly to your blog post. But more than that, one of the things I really like about Kajabi is I'm on their new premier theme. And at the end of the blog post, I do have my email opt-in because I know people are not going to go to the homepage and go, how do I send it for his email newsletter? They scroll to the bottom. And, oh, here's an email. I can get five five uh, productivity tips right now. Boom. It's all right there because they're not going to poke around. Now, if they're really interested, they may. But they're coming there because I promoted your episode. That's why they're coming there. They're not coming there to find out about my coaching or my email list. I, I talked about Harrison, promoted your episode. That's why they're going to that page. And I agree with you. You need to make the most out of that that opportunity because you have to assume they're not going to click anywhere else.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you got you got one shot uh, to to get it right or mostly right, right? And and look, there's there's always going to be something that happens, but for the most part, if you can get that mainly dialed in with the email capture, with giving out tips, driving traffic there, that's that's ninety nine percent of the battle, right? the 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 follow up marketing, the the weekly email or the daily email or whatever you choose to send, or maybe it's every other day email that provides value, those are, they're, they're definitely important, but the hardest part, the hardest part is getting that person's contact information that if you, once you do the chances of success go up significantly as far as sales.
0: Now, I want to talk to you about email marketing because you and I have a mutual friend, in Angel Hill. She's my coach. And one of the things we were talking about is how email marketing seems to be not as vibrant as it used to be. I think people are subscribing to too many email newsletters. You're not like me. I get like six or seven emails a day. I'm really a militant when it comes to my email. So we were talking the other day how, you know, people are not engaging on email. It doesn't matter the list. And so I told her I was trying a new experiment. I don't like doing this because it's off, out of my control. But I created a Telegram channel, which only has about 11 or 12 people on it right now but I get more engagement from those people because the messages are going right to their phone. They don't have to open up the email app and go find my message and, and read it and reply. What are your thoughts about the state of email marketing? Do you think it's, it's, it's becoming to the point where it's becoming oversaturated because people signed up for way too many email.
1: So it's a double edged sword. Um, and I say double edged sword because, Email marketing is the cheapest way to get in front of people. Um, people don't want to be on email lists if the va- if the value isn't there. Um, th- there needs to be constant value. It can't be and it should never be pitch after pitch after pitch after pitch. Um, and I think that's really where a lot of people kind of lose sight of how important email marketing is. They lose sight of how important... Their, their customer interactions are, and they stop thinking about, I shouldn't even say customers, but subscriber interactions. And a lot of people are so focused on money, money, money that they lose sight of of the person who's reading their emails. And it, it's it's a skill that just like running every day, right? You have to do it all the time and you have to get used to just writing really good Value driven emails. And a lot of times I, I would say only one out of every four or five should ever, there should ever be a pitch in there. And, but you can get creative. You can send out an email blast that talks about maybe a little story or a life story that you went through that leads them to a blog post or a YouTube video. And then in the YouTube video, you can then promote a product they, that may assist their, their, their needs at that moment. And that's where I think that it becomes really successful. But if you're just hounding people with sale after sale after sale, yes, people subscribe to way too many things. People also need to be a little more aware of what they're subscribing to. But, You know, I I think that if somebody subscribes to something, they should hear from you at least once a week. Hey, what's going on? What's been changing? They're interested in what you have to know, especially if you can figure out where they subscribed. So on, you know, if it's on an early blog post that you stop caring about or if it's something you're actively working on on a regular basis, then that's two very different things, too, because they may be interested heavily interested in one thing versus another.
0: You know, that's a really good point. And I know Kajabi has that part where you can say, sign up for my email newsletter, but you can't put a different opt-in as far as I know on every blog post, because then I could use automation to tag it. That'd be really cool to say, yeah, these three people subscribe because they want the Harrison's blog post on my website. So, but I know they're making inroads on that and so what do you think about the, the telegram broadcast channel wh- comes right to your phone? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I I, I think cell phones and, and cell phone technology is great. I think that it's, it's, we're still a ways away from being, um, from, from it being normal to just be on your phone with a company all the time. But there was, there was a study done and people um, on, on Twitter and people get angry if, you know, Nike support doesn't answer a Nike tweet within an hour. Um, it's actually pretty funny. I was just looking at a software and it allows you to video FaceTime with somebody through your website if they have questions. Um, I think that f- like even text messaging, text message marketing, I, I think is still in the early birthplace of it. Um but i think on on the flip side of things not only is it on the early birthplace of it but it's also not what everybody's used to just yet and and people are slowly getting used to it. I think weirdly enough, I think that phone marketing is probably the- i shouldn't say probably is, is the future um but you just gotta be careful it's 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 val- it has to be value driven it can't be sale 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 sale
0: Yeah, I've started getting these text messages from people I don't even know. I don't know how they got my phone number just pitching me things. And what I do is I block the number immediately. I mean, I I have I didn't even know who you are because they didn't even tell me. They say, here's their hook line. And they go, go to this URL because you can only have so many characters. I'm like, I'm not going to click that link. I don't know who you are. And I, I wonder how effective this is. They're just throwing the money after the service. Because if I don't know who you are and I get a... Uh, a a text message out of the blue i'm not i'm just going to delete it i'm not going to do anything with it because we haven't built that relationship yet
1: yeah yeah it's it's something you got to be really sensitive with it's something that you really have to it takes a while to dial in um it's not cheap to do the marketing on it because you have to pay for texts um but look, to each their own. I mean, for some people it's great. For other people, you know, I'm I'm a content creator. At the at the the end of the day, it's it's for me. It's all about how much content can I make and how much value can I provide, and that will be the key driver for me in my business. And will I send text messages out? Maybe. Um, is it something that I really want to do? For my agency, it works. People respond to texts. Being able to have a text message come from my phone to their phone, and then instead of me going to a 100 different people to blast it out, it is a million times easier to send a broadcast text message out for people that might need help. Yeah, no doubt about it. But these people already know who I am, but if I I would never do it to a cold person because just like you said, they're going to get turned off and it's going to be an utter failure.
0: Let's talk a minute about lead magnets. Lead magnets are the thing that you give in exchange for your email, name and email list. Now, over the years, as you and I have been students of this space, we've gone from white papers to free email courses, to videos, to checklists. Right now, on March 15th, March, hello, Mark, May 15th, 2015, 2015, Good grief, Harrison! May fifteenth, twenty twenty one. Where are you seeing what are the most effective lead magnets today?
1: Honestly, all of them. Really? Um, but it's it's not it's not the lead magnet that's effective. And I think this is where a lot of people get a a murky view of it, right? Like they're like, I'm going to make the best. It could be checklist, white sheet, worksheet, video. I mean, it it, it really could be it could be anything i think where where people where the where the great divide is is your ability to sell it mm. and that's the difference because you know if if i say hey come download the 10 tips that are going to help you get more traffic to your website right That doesn't sound appetizing, right? (laughs) Nobody who cares about that. But if I say, hey, come check out the best 10 tips that are going to help drive thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of clicks to your website while you're sleeping or walking your dog every single day, click the link below, right? It's just how you frame it. It's the exact same worksheet, but it's how you frame it that that is so critically important. And it's not just it's not just sprucing it up to to make the sale of of getting somebody to download it there there's the flip side of it too of it's got to deliver on what you told what you said and if you want to talk about a oh, fast way to lose a customer give them have a have a terrible kind of uh, i'll I'll call it build up and then have a terrible worksheet they're going to unsubscribe from your email list immediately if if but if you deliver a a, a mouthwatering couple silver bullets about what you're what they're going to get and the benefits of following it you deliver a, a a kick butt worksheet and they and it's actionable or a checklist or video that person is going to be a subscriber for a long time i get it you want productivity
0: tips but your email inbox is well out of control When you follow Mr. Productivity on Telegram Messenger, you'll receive daily bite-sized productivity tips delivered to your phone or desktop for free. Let me help you become more productive, step-by-step, day-by-day. Follow Mr. Productivity on Telegram today. Mm, That's so important. I, I recently heard Dean Graziosi say it's all about the hook. The hook is what you just said, that first Sentence or that first question to get people to stop scrolling just for a microsecond. And what happens is everyone has the content, everybody gets the content that's that's the easy part. But in order for people to get to the content, you got them to stop. People are endlessly scrolling on all kinds of social media sites, they're busy, there's all kinds of distractions and going on. You got to come up with one line that's going to get them to slam the brakes on and go, Wow, what's this thing? Okay. Harrison but they're not concerned about you they're concerned about the the question you just asked that got them to stop
1: yeah yeah that's exactly right your your content is is the driver to your lead magnet and that lead magnet you know I'm I'm working with a copywriter right now and he is killer and it's taken him I already wrote the copy and it was decent it's been a week in change just to get the copy for a landing page, right? A- and this is the same. Pr- if you're not going through this process and if you're not overly obsessing over the copy of what people will get, you're, you- you've lost and it doesn't matter how you frame it. And you could say, Hey, come check out this, this, you know, uh, worksheet or whatever it is. It needs to be so mouthwatering. And this is revision number four or five we're on and, and a zoom, uh, an hour long zoom call but that's what it takes to be so good. And that's the difference between incredible click-through rates and and subscribe rates versus bottom of the barrel. Maybe somebody will hit the subscribe button.
0: One example I really love is I love Tony Robbins and he's right now doing this own your future challenge, massively powerfully value added home um, sales page, his unlimited power weekend virtual. I mean, this guy probably doesn't have to do all this stuff, but he does. This is Tony Robbins. He has copywriters that have to use your words, mouthwatering copy. So if he's got to do it, why would we think that we can just say, enter uh, find, my, uh, join my email list. Who cares? People, Need to know what's in it for them. Everyone's favorite radio station is WIIFM. This has been around since the earth was created. What's in it for me? They don't care about your newsletter. They don't care if you're Harrison and Mark. They don't care. They're caring. What am I going to get as a result of signing up for your email or joining your membership or buying your course? And I think that's the disconnect. I know it was a big disconnect for me for years. I was literally thinking, well, I'm Mr. Productivity and people are like, Two questions: Who cares? And so what? What's in it for me?
1: Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people kind of really don't think about you, you know if, if it, it comes back to the customer experience, right? Like if you're not obsessing over your customer experience, you are you're, you're losing by. But by a lot, I mean, I mean, it's not we're not talking about like, a little bit of, of loss here. We're talking about how you're talking about massive separations in in, in the amount of customers that you could potentially have. And I think that you know, and, and it really depends on every product and every service too. If 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 your product and service is really nothing—I don't want to say nothing spectacular—but if 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 you're not taking it seriously, why should a customer take it seriously? Yeah. You should be you should be overly obsessive over every single aspect or every single interaction that your customer is going to have with with you, with what you do, with with literally everything in that entire. They visit your website to they're going to take out their credit card and give you money.
0: That is so important. People don't think about that. Think of you when you go buy something. Like when I signed up for UPW, I mean, I was impressed. I mean, I was already sold through my coach, Angel, but... The page, I mean, you can go there and look at Tony stuff or Dean Graziosi stuff. I mean, there are massive websites out there that are doing very well and you don't have to pay them money to learn how to copy. Just go read their stuff and ask yourself, how do I feel? When I read this content and that's the same feeling, like you just said, you want people to salivate when they come to your website, when they come to your sales page, when they come to your email opt-in, you want them to say, oh my gosh, if I don't get this, whatever this is, I'm a loser. I'm a schmuck. You want them to feel like that. But I think most people just phone it in. They don't care about the customer experience, but if they're not feeling welcome, they're not feeling like, oh my gosh, I got to have this, then they're going to leave and they're never going to come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you really, it's just, it's, it's so important. I I cannot stress it enough. And look, there's, there's, there's tools, right? So if if you're not good at writing copy, and you don't want to go hire a copywriter who could potentially cost thousands of dollars, right? It, 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 Th- then you have to look for alternative, uh, you know, alternative methods of doing that. Um, I love AppSumo. I I have several videos on AppSumo, and AppSumo is just a uh, a software marketplace that you could go buy software. And there are, there's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens of of, of companies on there that offer some level of of AI driven copy and that like, I mean, even, even for my, it, it's kind of crazy, right? Like if, if you're not good at something and I just say Absumo because they offer a lot of uh, of lifetime deals for a set price, which is who wants to spend money every month. But there is, even if you, even if you want to spend money every month, there's copiespit.ai, there is conversion.ai. There's all of these other softwares out there that will help you write your copy. So there's no reason to have really bad copy. There should only be, decent or good copy and incredible mouth-watering copy. And and that's really it. There's no, re, you know, at, at this point, in my opinion, especially if you're hiring, let's just say somebody hires my company, right? Like we go do that for people. That is, and I'm not trying to give a shameless plug, but like you're paying a professional. That's what you should expect. If you're going to do it yourself, you have to get creative. And, and that is why you may or may not want to hire somebody. But knowing what you might be missing out on is probably 99% of the battle.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, if we take the step and we really go make awesome content, we're probably going to be the outlier. We're probably going to be the red airing because probably most websites have boring copy. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I I mean, it's just... It's so bad. And it, it, like I said, it really depends. If you're an e-commerce store and you are selling clothes, it's definitely a little more difficult to have good copy in there. It's just people don't look, you know, and, and the other thing too is look at what other hugely successful businesses are doing. And, and I know this is not your, your entire audiences and co- coaches, but if it's e-commerce, right? If you're selling shoes, go check out Nike, go check out all of these other shoe companies, right, maybe it's American Eagle, maybe it's Cole go read their website. And I think a lot of people forget that there's somebody already doing it that's way better than they are. So if you are a software company, what kind of software are you making? Go find another software company and see the copy that they're using. If you are a coach that helps with productivity, go see other go see what other productivity coaches are doing. If, you know, or if, if for me, if I'm helping people with SEO, go see what other SEO agencies or companies are doing, right? Like these are all these are all massive, massive divides in what what people don't realize. And a lot of people just sit down and they say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna just give it my best shot. Why? These companies have Tril- they've spent trillions of dollars on marketing. Tr- at this point, tr- I mean trillions. Why would you try to go create something on a hundred dollar budget? <laughs> it just it literally makes no sense to me, right? Like go copy the greats. If you're gonna make a cell phone, go copy Apple. Go copy Motorola, maybe not maybe not Motorola, but go copy Samsung, right? Galaxies stop so many people just try to reinvent the wheel it's not worth it you can't compete these people there's um the social network is a great video a great movie on how facebook and, and google and and a lot of these companies they have they they might have 25 or 50 designers working on one page on 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 the app to make sure it is as good and visually appealing possible. 25 and they're all making $200,000 a year. Wow. You're not going to compete with a quarter mil or, or a million dollar budget. It's just not going to happen.
0: I wrote down on my notes here to go study Tony Robbins coat uh, copy because I'm a coach. I want to be the next Tony Robbins. And so to your point, I should be studying the way his copy is because his, his people are my people. So that's going to be on my to-do list. So, Incredible, incredible episode. So why don't you, you said you gave yourself a shameless plug. This is the opportunity where you can tell us where we can go to find out more about you because you, obviously you pass muster because you're on the show for the second time. Where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world?
1: Yeah. So, um, my personal brand, com. Uh, I, my, I'm, I'm currently, I'm actually in the process. I'll be releasing my SEO course in the next couple of days. Um, and, and at least for people to, to subscribe and sign up and get ready, uh, for that, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, uh, and it, and it's, I'm, I'm, I'm doing several iterations of it for, for a bunch of main platforms, but, um, the Millennium Entrepreneur, Harrison Barron on YouTube. And then if you guys are, you know, for anyone that wants to come take a look at, uh, my agency it's growth-generators.com and that's really it I haven't been podcasting much uh, but it is the brutally honest podcast I'd like to get back into it once uh, COVID subsides people are a little nervous to still meet in person and talk talk in person for an hour and hour or, yeah an hour and a half
0: not me. I have no problem with that. But then again, you don't
1: live in Houston, Texas. So it's. Uh, I'm,
0: I'm sure you're not going to pay for my air flight up there and put me in a hotel, but not
1: yet. Once it makes money, I would love to fly people up. I think that'd be really fun. Harrison, thank you so much. It's always a thrill to have you on the show, sir. Hey, thank you very much, Mark, for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stucheski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.